Hello and thanks for joining on another Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. I'm Jolie Walker, Grazia's Beauty and Health Director. In this podcast, we get tips and stories from the absolute experts on all things beauty. This time, a Brooklyn-based British makeup artist known for her fresh, healthy, and glowing Instagram tutorials. I'm Katie Jane Hughes. I'm a celebrity and editorial makeup artist based in New York City, and I'm so excited to be here with you, Jolie. Anna Kendrick, Ashley Graham, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, Kerry Washington, and countless others call on Katie Jane's skills on the regular. She has over 600,000 Instagram followers, and her tutorials are always fun, impactful, and full of common sense and practical advice. I only try and implement one new product in my routine at a time, ever, because then you don't know what's working. That's a good idea. If you change your routine, like if you, let's say your routine consists of five products and you change those five products, you never, you don't know which one of those things might break you out or might be giving you a bit of a reaction or whatever. So always just changing one thing at a time. Coming up, Katie very excitingly lets us in on some exclusive news. She is busy developing her own makeup brand. And what's more, she's looking for help coming up with a really great name. Do you know what I keep thinking? I keep thinking like, I want it to be some random British saying, like boat race or like Sunday best, something random, but something that Brits get, but Ooh, also- I like Sunday best. I know, I quite like Sunday best. If you've got a suggestion for Katie, pop it in an Apple podcast review and we'll pass it along. We also talk about the first and perhaps greatest influence on Katie's love of makeup, seeing her mum get glammed up at the weekend, ready to take the stage as a singer. My mum is like the reason why I even know what makeup is. It was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday she would gig, so it would be like, wow. And the power and the transformation of makeup. And just seeing the transformation visually, but then also internally, like her energy completely shifted. I absolutely love speaking with Katie, so here she comes. Firstly, how are you doing today? How are things? You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to see your face on a Aww. screen. It's been so long. It has been so long. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to yeah listen to all your tips today. I hope I spill some good ones for you. I'm sure you will. I have no doubt about that. But maybe we kind of start. Just describe uh, for anyone listening your beauty style in general. What would you say your beauty style is? Uh, I would say fresh, eclectic, colorful, creative, and playful. Definitely. And what a combo. Okay, so, well, obviously, let's start with makeup then. We'll start with your best piece of makeup advice. Obviously, we've already spoken about this, but I am obsessed with your Instagram tutorials. And like you say, you just do really fresh, like fresh glowing skin with pops of color and yeah, obsessed with the lot. But if you had to pick just one piece of makeup advice for the listeners today, what would it be? don't listen to the rules like it, it there's a lot of questions that slide into my dms like oh what's the best this for this what's the best this for that and i don't really like getting that question i understand why that question comes of course because i think people sometimes just need a little guidance or just need a little bit of information to set themselves up for success but my my advice always is see a color feel excited by that color and put it on your face period point blank end of story like don't overthink it Don't think, oh, what kind of red do I need to wear if I've got these kind of undertones? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you're excited by that color, then your face will radiate when you're wearing that color because you'll be excited to be wearing that color. And I think that you, as a makeup wearer, will try so much more based on that 
ethos because you're not going to hold yourself back by putting yourself into a, some sort of category into some sort of list of rules that you shouldn't shouldn't try based on your complexion obviously foundation and things is one thing but color and just do it the the, the richer and the more uh, deep the complexion the more vibrant the tones would go and um and that's really the only rule of thumb to literally just explore i love that though and also very useful for now like we can't yeah go to a beauty counter and try on those lipsticks right and maybe we aren't going out, so therefore we can actually have this fun, weird time with ourselves at home. Like I've been so explorative with makeup on myself more so than ever because if I'm going out to a shoot or a job with a client or a celebrity client of mine, I'm not really always going to want to rock up with a full, colorful kind of tie-dye colored eye on my face. But if I know I'm just going to be pottering around the house, it might be a perfect day to experiment with that kind of thing and show it off on the internet and be like, hey, this is a fun style of makeup you can try. If you're also going to, if you're either, you know, trying to get ready for a post-lockdown party or you know whatever it is I know post-lock what a world we're in but also so true like just getting you saying like get to know your face as well yeah and play and just 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 have fun with it and I think makeup sometimes is taken a bit seriously and a bit like oh I have to get it right or I have to do this or it has to look like this and it doesn't doesn't matter okay for someone who is fearful or maybe just a bit yeah just a bit scared of color what would you say is a good way to kind of introduce it? You've picked the tone that excites you. Would you go for like the eyes, the lips? Have you got any tips that make it easy as a kind of first entry point into bold color? I think just a simple wash of color, like whatever color excites you. It might be lime green. It might be yellow. It might be pink. It might be blue. Just put like, and I think starting with pastels is always a good idea because it's like working yourself up to more bold and more bright, vivid tones. And then gradually you start to get more and more used to how that looks. And then you start to be like, oh, I can do a bit more next time and do a bit more next time. Or just go the full like whack and just do it and then work back from there if it wasn't for you. You know, there's no right or wrong. Okay, so product wise, starting with the kind of wash of colors, be it a palette or a single, any kind of products that you love what would you recommend products wise and then also for the bold colors? Do you have any favorites at the moment? There's a product from a brand that you can get at Guru Makeup Emporium in London called Bodyography. This is for the UK. And it's called the uh, Pure Pigment Palette. And it's just an eyeshadow palette with the perfect tones. That is one of my favorite palettes to play with when I'm just sort of feeling maybe stuck in a rut or whatever. It's just amazing. Um, and you know, powders are easy because you can just like flick them on or buff them on with a little brush. And it's just so, so fun. I'm showing it to you so the readers might not be able to see it, but it's just like there's a lavender in there. It's really bold colors. Yeah, fun. Yeah. But also just that's so beautiful and like modern and chic, like a lavender, dusty lavender. So I would say that's one of my favorites. I also like any kind of cream shadow that comes in a fun color, maybe like, I don't know, I, I forget what's actually accessible in the UK because I've not been there for so long, but I guess I'm trying to look around at my area. Like Pat McGrath palettes, for example, have really beautiful, you know, fun shades in to play with. What else? Oh, Depixim. Those paints from Depixim are amazing. You can get them, I think, also at Guru Makeup Emporium. Um, and yeah, just anything fun. Just putting the fun back into makeup, for sure. Totally, totally. Okay, so your next piece of beauty advice, we're going to talk about skincare, which obviously leads into makeup as well. But what is the best piece of skincare advice that you have ever been given or you have to give? Um, honestly, it's something that I don't really follow every single day and I really, really should. 
and I encourage everybody to do so is SPF. Like just keep wearing the SPF. Don't really, don't, you know, find the SPF that works for you within your routine and just stick with it. And the reason why I sometimes sort of skew, you know, sway away from a bit of an SPF is because sometimes I don't even go outside and I'll just be like creating content at home to stay at home in because, you know, we're in this weird time. And so, you know, um, I think SPF and I think keeping it simple and not really going to not not doing too many steps. I was actually talking to um, Shireen Idris, uh, the dermatologist that's based in New York City last night. And I was like, my skin was amazing when I was 21, probably because I was 21, but my skin was amazing. And I used to take a baby wipe to my face. God, God forbid I do that now. Like I used to take a baby wipe to my face at the end of the day. And my skin was epic. And I was like, do you think it's because of the simplicity of the routine, just being that one step and no many, you know, not loads of other things. And she was like, yeah, I mean, partially that, partially like this, you know, that you were 21 and, you know, you, you probably had less stresses in life and environmental, you know, whatever it was. So I think keeping it simple and figuring out what works for you. And another thing that I actually do practice is I only try and implement one new product in my routine at a time ever because then you don't know what's working. That's a good idea. Yeah. If you if you change your routine, like if you let's say your routine consists of five products and you change those five products, you never you don't know which one of those things might break you out or might be giving you a bit of a reaction or whatever. So always just changing one thing at a time. I think that is a really good piece of advice because for me as well, I can we get, get so, so much stuff to try. Get so much stuff to try, but also just get excited about things. So yeah. whether you're gifted right. it or, you know, you've bought yourself a right. new routine, there is the right. excitement level there to kind of throw it all on at once. And I think right. that's a great, uh, yeah, piece of advice to kind of only introduce one at a time. And then yep. in terms of skincare, when it comes to makeup, obviously mm-hmm. your makeup vibe is, like you said, is so fresh and is all about that kind of glowing skin. What is your number one tip for achieving that skin? Using a little bit of something that kind of exfoliates before makeup, but not daily, just when you feel like you need it. I use the Ren Ready Steady Glow Toner, the one in the big, the orange one, um, with a reusable cotton round. And I use it, don't use it every day. You're actually prescribed to use it at night before you go to bed, but I use it in the morning before I'm going to do my makeup. Like right now, this is my face straight out of bed. I need to use it just to get rid of some of the oil that's left on my skin from my skincare. Um, but I like it because it just gives me this like polished, buffed kind of radiance that's not it gets rid of any of the dead skin and any of the sort of flakes or any of the buildup of anything um and I I again don't use it before I go to bed I use it just before my makeup I use the tiniest bit and I think I think the action of the exfoliation is coming partially from the solution and from the cotton round itself I think that people often overlook the fact that there's friction from whatever it is that you're applying that product with as well as the ingredients in the product so you might not need as much product as you think and um you know, like when I cleanse my face at night, I use like the, I do like the Caroline Hirons kind of thing where I double cleanse with a, with a, with a flannel, that flannel is doing the exfoliating for me. So I'm exfoliating mildly twice a day with a cotton round, whether it's a toner or an acid or whether it's, you know, just even some face mist and I'm wiping it away with, with a cotton. I think, you know, that that's, I feel like a, a, some sort of textural, some sort of textury fabric is like the modern version of your beaded scrub that nobody seems to use anymore, you know? Yeah. So you're exfoliating away that dead skin and that's allowing you to achieve that glow ultimately because you've got nothing interrupting the bounce back. Yeah, right. And in terms of what you would apply over the top of the exfoliator, what do you go for next? I would probably go for like a face mist. I, um, 
I'm, I'm, I kind of love all face mists. I love that Natura Bisse diamond one. It's just the glowiest and the most gorgeous. There's one, I don't know that you can get this brand in the UK yet, but it's called Tower 28. It's an SOS mist and it's got hypochlorous acid in it, which is really good for to like killing for killing bacteria on the skin um, and helping your skin to be breakout free and helps with rosacea, I believe, and even, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, any kind of like eczema prone skin. So I do a little bit of a mist and then I honestly just go straight on with like, obviously if I'm gonna wear SPF under my makeup, I'll pretty much just wear the SPF because that tends to be enough texture. Cause for me, when I'm prepping my skin before makeup or I'm prepping a client's skin before makeup, I'm so aware of how many textures are underneath that makeup. And if there's too many things slipping and sliding around, this also is very relevant to bridal space. If there's too many things slipping and sliding around then that makeup might not last as long, right? So. For me, I just want to make sure that my skin has no dryness on it and I just want to make sure it's hydrated in all the right spots. So I'll use an SPF over my entire face if I'm going to go outside and if I'm just using that as my one skincare ingredient. If I don't really plan to go outside or if I do want to do some extra SPF, if I do want to do some extra skincare in the mix, I'll do maybe a bit of like a Willeda skin food or a little bit of face oil just on the high points. And I kind of break down my skin into, into regions. Like I'll say, okay, where am I going to get shiny throughout the day? For me, it's probably right down the sides of my nose kind of around my eyebrows and my mouth and that's it. So I won't put my moisturizers there first. I will put all of my hydrators the reverse of that. So I'll go cheekbones, little on the forehead, around the jaw, and then I'll kind of blend that product into into those shiny, you know, post makeup shiny zones after, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, I love that. You're basically face mapping your face and adding... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Face mapping with skincare and not over producting my face. I think that's a big... I don't like too much product on my skin. It's actually funny whenever I'm working with my celebrity clients, I'm like, what have you got on your face? And they're like, bit of moisturizer. And I'm like, okay, let's take some of that off. I guess it depends on what you're trying to do, right? If you want your, if you want these ingredients to be benefiting your skin throughout the day, then of course you use them or you use them at night. But if you are really conscious about how your makeup's going to look and how your makeup's going to wear, then sometimes I would do this kind of skin prep because I don't think this skin prep is for everybody for every day. I think we still need the ingredients and we still need the the stuff that we want to make our skin, you know, the way we want to make it. So I think you you have to take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt in the sense of it's not an everyday kind of thing. Yeah, totally. It's a priming technique. Yeah, priming. But you also mentioned about longevity. So there'll be, you know, bridal makeup uh, will be, you know, finally we'll be able to start to hopefully go to weddings again. And bridal makeup is going to be s- such a thing. But longevity wise, do you have any other tips for brides? Um, Figure out, yeah, I think for brides, definitely going for something, cocktailing your complexion products, like using maybe a tinted moisturizer on the high points of the face, kind of where you would highlight, but then using something quite matte and opaque in the areas where you are going to get a bit dewy throughout the day. And, you know, it might feel a bit heavy right at the beginning, but it's probably going to last you all day long and it's probably going to photograph really beautifully. So I think, you know, and also don't, don't use that one full coverage foundation over the entire surface of the face because then you'll lose a lot of the natural dimension in the face because you'll cancel out a lot of the natural shadows from your cheekbone or around the eyes and the mouth. And you want a bit of that. You want a little of that, you know, natural shadow for to look like you. So Brilliant. Amazing. Well, we'll be right back with Katie after this. Okay, welcome back. We are now going to jump into hair. So Katie, what is the best piece of hair advice you've ever been given or yeah you have to give get a shag haircut it's the best thing ever I like have never had a shag haircut ever in my life and then about three months ago in December my my best friend David Lopez I we work together we're bubbling together basically because we have the same client came over and cut my hair and we will I, he, I was like hey, let's do a little fringe I was like let's go do some layers it's all my because my hair's curly like yours 
my hair is always, I'm always cutting it for my curls, but I want it to look good when it's straight too. So I was like, let's try a shag. And so we did this like, you know, texture. And I honestly, like, I, I feel like I found myself. And I think like trying a haircut that you think might not be you, you might be present. You might be surprised. I never thought I would want to do a shag because I don't know. I don't know why, but I love it. Um, and then the other thing would be to like, I feel like a lot of people try makeup styles that they see on the internet and I'm, I'm guilty of this. And my hair kind of gets neglected a little bit, but I think to like see a cool hairstyle and try it is so freeing and fun and like liberating. Like I did space bonds a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I want to do this more. Or like, you know, so I think have fun with hair stuff just as much as you would makeup. And a great piece of advice because our salons are finally, finally reopening in the UK on the 12th of April counting down um yeah and a great piece of advice for when we get back to the Sutherland okay Katie let's move on to fragrance shall we what is your best piece of fragrance advice you know I think find that fragrance that has nostalgia or that makes you feel like a million bucks and never and and never give it up for me that's like portrait of a lady Frederick Marl it makes me feel like I could take on anything it makes me feel so strong and so powerful it's like what is even in it it's just full of rose I just I also love Frederick Mall as a brand I love the whole story of how like the he's the author of the makeup world of the fragrance world and he basically goes to all these fragrance you know experts that create for all of the you know you know the the YSLs and the Chanel's and whatever and he basically says do whatever you want to do I think it's so cool and it's because that's that's the dream that's that's our dream as a makeup artist to be on a job for Grazia and the the you know beauty director to be like do what you want like it's because you get the best of that person when you do Katie, that. Katie, anytime you want to hey. come on a Grazia shoot, I will literally tell you. That to was do the what most unintentional want. hint I've ever dropped in my entire life. <laughs> um, no, but I love that story as well. It's, and it's amazing. Such a, yeah, iconic yeah, fragrance. Yeah, I'm Googling it. Portrait of a lady. It's just, it's one of them ones that like you can, if soon as you, okay, for, like my childhood version of that was DKNY, the one in the big skyscraper bottle. Like you could smell it from a mile away and you knew what it was when somebody was wearing it. Whereas Portrait of a Lady has that same memory evoking thing, but it's just, it's just incredible it's yeah it's just full of rose and oh and cinnamon and sandalwood and patchouli and musk frankincense all the reasons why i love it i love all those fragrances okay and before we move on to self-care katie i actually just want to ask you about nails for a second because when we first met we were you know backstage uh probably in london fashion week and you were doing Mm -hmm. nails and what is your best piece of nail advice that you have to give um, I don't know whether I think this is really a good piece of advice or not, but I definitely think, again, it's the same thing. It's it's fine. I think it's have fun with nails if you're a nail person, but also like there's this color, like like I think having that perfect sheer nude, sheer pink that you can just always know is going to look amazing on you and make your nails look so healthy and fresh, like a ballerina, ballet slippers or whatever it's called from Essie, like one of them, have one of them and always have it on on you you know in your back pocket for when you need it I am very much a creature of habit when it comes to nails and I have the one milky nude that I have on right now that I wear all the time okay Katie let's go on to self-care self-care wise what is your best piece of self-care advice I would say I think that sometimes there's a lot of pressure to 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 take self-care or there's, you know, or for it to be a certain thing or a certain style, like it doesn't matter what it is. You have to just be selfish sometimes 
and treat yourself to whatever it might be. It might just be a day on the couch watching crap on Netflix. It might be sliding through your Instagram. And there's always this, there's these like tones sometimes on social media where it's like, oh, you know, don't get off, get off Instagram or do this. And it's like at the end of the day, whatever's cathartic to you is self-care, in my opinion, whatever it is. I think just find that thing and, you know, I think whenever you feel yourself getting restless is when you need to sort of mix it up and change it up. But I think self-care is just doing what you want to do. What makes you feel good. Yeah. Is that a question? No, I'm saying, yeah, it's what <laughs> makes you feel good. I have duvet days. That's my form Ooh, of self-care. Wait, and you don't get out of bed all day? Well, I'll, I'll go, I'll maybe go from bed to sofa and I'll just watch box sets or films all day. Oh my God, that's amazing. Order three pizzas. And yeah, and I find that is a very good form of self-care for me. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So duvet days. It sounds so nice. I think you should trademark that. Maybe I will. Sounds like a brand. <laughs> yeah, duvet days. Duvet days. I know. I'm trying to think of a brand name for something special I'm cooking up. It's the hardest oh. thing ever. I think it's harder than naming a child. What are you cooking up? Oh, you can't say. I mean, I could say that it's going to be something that I really, 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 really show people how to use. Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, my my it's not a pet peeve that I have because I understand not every brand is founded by a makeup artist and not everything needs education but I think a lot of the times I get people sliding into my dms being like how do you apply mascara like really and I'm like what how do you not know this and so then I kind of realized wow brands don't necessarily educate super deeply and so that's going to be the biggest pillar of what it is that I'm going to create okay this is exciting I've got lots of things in my mind right now are we talking a tool we're talking, we can't no. say. Okay. No, the tools are already here. The tools the tools from Spectrum were a collab that are, that are here and they'll be, I mean, I'm not, things, this, something that I might create might have a tool with it, but it's definitely going to, it's definitely color. It's definitely a product, like a, like, a, like, like a formula. Okay. Oh, exciting. Can you say when? Well, so I'm doing this on my own. So it might take a bit longer than if there was, you know, somebody backing this, but I'm trying to do this on my own because I just want to, I want to do like, you know, when Pat McGrath launched, obviously I don't really know how she did it, but I love how everything kind of came to you in the sample package. It felt very much like it just came from the lab and I thought it was awesome. And also it just felt very much like she was just testing the market. She was just testing to see what people, if people even wanted what she was going to put down. And I want to do the same thing, product by product by product. I'll just bring out a product at a time until there's a full category of products that are hopefully problem solving solutions, hopefully, you know, <clears throat> makeup bag essentials for makeup artists and not makeup artists. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to be those brands that just brings out a load of product for the sake of it. I, I want it to be thoughtful and people to get excited about it you know well I, I don't know if you can see well you can see my face no one else can the excitement on my face Katie this is huge oh well I'm very excited for this I'm excited was I had a brand name that I really loved and then I spoke to a lawyer and they were like you're gonna have trouble trademarking this and then I found another beauty brand kind of had a variation of that word and it's just a tricky it's a tricky one so well, we can have our brainstorm while we brainstorm on our duvet day while we're ordering pizza exactly <laughs> Exactly. Do you know what I keep thinking? I keep thinking like I want it to be some random British saying like boat race or like Sunday best, something random, but something that Brits get, but Ooh, also I like Sunday get. best. I know I quite like Sunday best or like, I don't know. I, it's something maybe even relating to my mom because like my mom is like the reason why I even know what makeup is because she was this, you know, mom of four kids wearing a caftan around the house with no bra on all day long and then all of a sudden at six o'clock she'd put on a big sparkly gown and go out and sing to a crowd of people that loved it because she was a singer and it was like big red lips like 
uh, big black like eyelashes, bold red lips, and like big red long nails. Like always, she was all and her hair back home to the nines. It was you know. So she's something about her. I think would be really really fun. What cool. an amazing story as well. So is that your kind of first memory of makeup? Just her getting all glammed oh, up. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like her microphone. She, I remember vividly, she had a, a short SM58 microphone, which was like the typical microphone that all singers used at the time. And the the the, gr- the grate or the grid or the shape of the whatever you want to call it was always had red lipstick stained into it and it smelt like lipstick and metal. It was the weird, it's the weirdest, like, I, I should make a fragrance that smells like that. Me- metal and lipstick. I was going to say, metallic <laughs> lipstick sounds nice. <laughs> it was oh, cool. what a memory though. I mean, yeah, it was fab. Just seeing this like, you know, work, you know, self-employed mom, just like, turn from one thing to the other it was just the transformation every like every weekend or every it was like Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday she would gig so it would be like wow and the power and the transformation of makeup and just seeing the transformation visually but then also internally like the her energy completely shifted and so it was it was also that and I think that that's that's what I'd love to try and harness something like that well watch this space and also if anyone's listening and you have ideas for the name (laughs) Send a comment on the podcast because yes. I'm going to start thinking of them later. Oh my God, I'm excited. Well, very, very exciting, um, Katie. So before we go there, before I let you go, we do finish each episode with my biggest beauty blunder. So a light-hearted uh, note to finish on, what would you say yours would be? Definitely plucking my eyebrows off when I was 15 was kind of something that I kind of wish that I could go back on and change my mind in that moment. However... I do now have the silver lining experience of being able to create whatever damn shape I feel like that day because I basically have a tadpole for an eyebrow, which, you know, it allows me to create super slim, kind of very much like a 20s brow if I feel like it. It lets me have like a really gorgeous, like, you know, 80s, 90s, Brooke Shields, whatever she, you know, like a big Brooke brow, you know, so I, I have that flexibility now. And I did microblading and people are always like, oh, you should try castor oil. Oh, you should try microblading. Oh, you should try this. I'm like, the castor oil thing, I'm, I'm not consistent enough with something like that. It kind of needs to do, I, I, if I'm going to get them back, I would need to do like the transplant situation. Jen Atkin did it and it actually looks really, really amazing. Um, and if, yeah, but I, at the same time, I don't really care. Microblading was one thing that I did and tried and I was worried that like I was going to start building density and I just didn't want any of that hard block scouse brow for lack of a better term happening that you then can't really get rid of so I mean you could probably get rid of it with laser you just can't get rid of it with makeup it's much more work again it's that it's easier with makeup it's so much easier to keep adding more than it is to try and take away too much product and this is my ethos with my brows it's much easier to just keep adding a little stroke of brow flick or a little stroke of a hair or than it is to try and remove microblading absolutely and I think that's a great kind of tip to end on for makeup as a whole anyway is to kind of build up rather than try take off. But before I let you go, actually, I want to ask, so what is your favorite brow product at the moment? Do you know what I'm really loving? And it's a British brand. Um, I love Refi a lot. I think their products are great. Like this, have you tried this yet? The brow pomade? Yes, the new yeah, one. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. I love this. I think this is really nice. It's almost kind of like a very light lash glue texture. It's got a bit of that latexy feel to it, so it holds. And then I really like her brow pomade, the actual paint, and her pencils. They're incredible. So I kind of flip I kind of like flip between brow flick from Glossier, just a couple of flicks of that or a lot of flicks of that, depending on how I'm feeling that day. And then maybe like a bit of a powdery kind of underneath. So I like, I'll build my brow to kind of look like how yours looks right now, kind of soft and fluffy and bold. And then I'll add definite, I'll add, uh, you know, uh, contrast and sort of definition with a brow flick kind of pen to make it look more real. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for that. That was fab. I mean, yeah, your advice is always incredible. So thank you for sharing that with us today. And watch this space for Katie's next exciting um, venture. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you. (laughs) Thanks, Katie. You too. Such great tips and stories from Katie Jane Hughes. I really hope you enjoyed that. And thank you again for being with us. If you did enjoy it, please go ahead and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you've been meaning to for weeks and haven't yet got around to it, please go ahead because it really, really helps us reach new people. Please also spread the words elsewhere too. Say a tweet or a message to a friend to recommend they listen. It really, really helps us out and we so appreciate it. I very much look forward to seeing you next time.